We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, I don't have anybody else to ignore you with, so how you doing? Yeah, this is weird. I actually get to talk right away. Um, no, it's great. It's great to be here. Love it. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm a little up, not upset, not disappointed. Um, sad. Let's say sad. I'm sad that uh, Brock couldn't make it tonight. Um, usually Sunday or hopefully he'll be back on Thursday. What, what he, he said. So, um, but I, of course, you know, I was waiting for Brock. I bought a couple of these body armors just for Brock to, t- to try it on here. And I have two other ones that Brock recommended. And I'll say that I'm a big peach mango fan. I know we we're kind of talking about this off, um, off the record a little bit. It's not bad. Okay. I love peach mango though. So I like that. I don't know if I'm going to like the other ones that I got. But the peach mango is is pretty solid. I'm not going to lie there. Just saying. I I did look it up. Gatorade does have a tropical mango. So, yeah. Tropical mango? So, like, what is it? Ha- what What is included in that? Is it just mango? Because if it's just mango, I'll take, I'll take a Gatorade over it. But, like I said, I'm a big peach mango fan. Like, if you get me peach mango of, of, you know, any type of drinks, we're on. It's a good one. So, um, I'm, I'm cool with this. This is no sugar added as well. It looks a little healthier too than, um, than Gatorade as well. There's some stuff that I can't pronounce that I hope is healthy for me. <laughs> so we'll just kind of wait and see. So Nate, as always, you know, I like to start this show off with a question and this question is from not a friend of the show, um, but from Twitter famous Ben Verlander. Yes. Justin Verlander's brother. I'm pretty sure we all saw this one. But I kind of yes. want to make it Angels Edition more. You know, everybody was throwing throwing it out there, but I want to make this one Angels Edition. So he asked what players were absolutely dominant for a period of time, but people forget about. Let's make it Angels-wise. So what Angel was, or Angels, if you can think of a couple. I have a couple written down right now. Um, what Angels player was totally dominant for a period of time, 
but people forget about, let's say angels fans kind of forget about too, because I think that angels fans are um, not open-minded about things. I think they forget very easily what the angels have had in the past. Um, so do you have anybody, I have two players um, and then a third one because they already forgot about them. Okay. Um, I think Rob Quinlan was a guy that comes to mind. Love Rob Quinlan, you know, loved huge fan of him played every position you needed him to. And it just felt like that dude was clutch all the time. Like his numbers might not be as good as, you know, some of these other guys that are on Verlander's list or some other people that are being brought up, but Rob Quinlan, you know, like even when he was on the team, you're like, okay. So you go through the entire team. You're like, Oh crap. I forgot a guy. It's like Rob Quinlan. Duh. Like, so that's the first guy that came to mind was Quinlan. Yeah, no, that's the first guy that came to mind for me too. <laughs> Actually, fun fun fact there for you. He's he's the he's the second name on my list, but he's the first name when when uh, when I saw that question on Twitter that came to mind for me. I was like Rob Quinlan, of course. Like he almost won Rookie of the Year, yep. um, and he was. I mean, he was Rob Quinn. Like he was just a he's a prototypical like Mike Sosha, Joe Madden type of guy. Like just goes out there, plays hard, plays all over the diamond, like wherever you need him to go. Like, just coaches have to love him. Absolutely, 100%. He's, like, everything. Literally does everything the right way. He was Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely, 100%. Um, next guy that would come to mind, Kendrys Morales. There was a time – there, there was a time – He was when, in the MVP talk for a year. Uh-huh, 100%. Right before he got hurt, and mm-hmm. I, I think – were you at that game? I was not. I, I was, was in happy. Minnesota. Um, I was at Minnesota at a Twins-Rangers game, and I got the news, and I was, I was like, this can't be real. Like, I was at that game. Couldn't be real. You can see me in the background of the picture of him hitting a home run, by the way. I'm sitting front row. So I had full view of what happened there. Um, horrible. So you snuck down in the ninth inning? Yeah, inning. The normal. Everyone the normal left sneak. early? Yeah, yeah. yeah, The normal sneak down in the ninth inning. You know, a lot of Angels fans like to leave. Um, this As a fandom, by the way, this is not as like a reporter or anything. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. That that I would not do that as a reporter. But um, as a, as a fan, you know. Let's start sneaking down, getting closer to behind the dugout. Um, but Kendrys Morales, there was a time where I just remember watching him and every swing that he took, it was like that ball's going out of the park. There was, there was, there was a time, like 100%, like there was that time where he would just absolutely light it up. Unbelievable, like light it up. Like st- things like that, that's one of the things, like there's times where like Mike Trout does it where anytime he swings, like it's like, wow, that ball's going to go out of the park. Yeah. Um, or a guy gets that hot. Um, Josh Hamilton had a time like that where it's like every time he swings, it's going out of the park. Um, uh, Shohei last year, there was a time like there was like a three week span where it was like, dude, he's going to go yard right here and everybody knows it. And like, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Like he's going to hit a home run here. So yeah, Kendrick Morales is that dude that I would say that a lot of people forget about how good he was. Um, I don't know statistically if he was, he was really that good, but like I said, there, there was a time just watching the angels where he was just unbelievable. Um, and the last guy that I have, I think we have to throw in there because I think a lot of fans, weirdly enough, forget about him almost every single season. Uh, Mike Trout. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds, like I still don't think people understand how good Mike Trout is, like how dominant he is. Like the Mike Trout effect of how good the Angels' offense is is very, very relevant. Like Mike Trout is the Angels' offense for for a like five year period. Like it was Mike Trout's. You know, Mike Trout's team, 100% before, like, before, 20, before 2020, um, like, 2019, 20, what do we got, 2014 to 2019, like, that five-year period where he was just unbelievably good. Like, I still don't think people understand how good he was or give him credit for that. Like, 
yeah, Mike Trout is another guy. Those three would be mine. Um, I can't think of anybody else though <laughs> off the top of my head that I would, you know, could think about like there were days where Eric Ibar, you know, was really good. I think, but like he wasn't unbelievable. Like he was never an all-star type of thing. Um, Mark Teixeira for the angels was really freaking good. Um, but I mean, I don't think anybody really forgets about him. Manny Ramirez with the Dodgers was really good. Like I'm just thinking at that time frame, like for me, Vladdy was really good for that period of time. What about the pitchers the Angels had back in the day? You look at Irvin Santana, people kind of forget that he was, yep. you know, an all-star. He was legit. Joe Saunders was my name. I literally just looked him. That was legit my name, too. He, he, I was like, he, was, he, he probably could have won Cy Young in one of his years, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it, him, Santana, and then – Obviously, Bartolo Colon's always a name that gets brought up in everything because people are like, wait a minute, he played for the Angels? He won a Cy Young? Like, you know, Bartolo's going to be a borderline Hall of Famer. I, I think he is a Hall of Famer, but that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, pitching-wise, uh, pitching-wise, 100%. I'd, um, the yeah, pitchers is where you can get some names, especially with the way Angel fans are thinking right now. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. We have no pitching. So we always think that we have never had pitching. And it's like, no, we used to develop pitching on a regular. It was Joe Saunders, Irvin Santana, Lackey. Like you go through all these guys where it was like, Oh, we only need one dude from outside to come in. We had just developed pitching like no other. And then we got out of that. But yeah, Saunders, Santana, those are the two guys that came to mind. And I think Santana was so good that there was talks of him being traded for A-Rod. Him and McPherson or him and Wood being traded for A-Rod and Angel fans were shooting that down. It was like, wow. To think that we were shooting down Alex Rodriguez is crazy. Before we get on to like our, our next topic here, can you tell me who Irvin Santana was traded for? I, have, I know who it is. Because it's the wor- one of the worst trades that the Angels have ever made. Was that the um... – Kansas City. To Kansas City. You might not. You might not know. I don't think he ever. No. Played, uh, Brandon Sisk. No, I was going. I was thinking it was Minnesota because that was the time that I remember Santana in Minnesota. So I was going the Ricky Nolasco trade where I was thinking it was uh, who was it? The big tall kid, uh, Vander. Uh, Luke Van Loke, unfortunately, yeah. passed away a couple years ago. But. Yes, yes, that's who. That's who I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. That was yeah. the Nolasco trade. And, uh, not, that was, who, who, who did the Angels trade for Nolasco? Because that was, was a, another that was, pitcher straight up. That was okay. I, I'm, we're going to have to figure that one out because that's going to bother me for, for a little while. But guys, I'll thanks. look it up while you're going through this. Fantastic. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, making us the best Angels podcast out there. I truly do believe it. Um, as always, hello, YouTube. If you guys are watching us, really do appreciate it. Subscribe wherever you're listening or watching um, this podcast. If you could, to be fantastic. You can follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Nate, do you have a name on the Ricky and Alaska trade? Uh, Alex Meyer, Ricky Nolasco for Hector Santiago. Hector Santiago is another name as well. He had a year or two where he was pretty good. Yeah, he was an all-star. He was an all-star in Kansas City, yeah. Um, I mean, we can keep going around circles here. Like this whole (laughs) trade circle, like who did the Angels trade for – um, Hector Santiago. It was in. It was to. Uh, it was a three-way trade. That was the three-way oh, trade. Trumbo, trumbo yep. trade, that, huh? That was the trumbo trade. Yeah. Yep, I do remember that now. So let's get on 
let's get on to some baseball talk here. I have, uh, I have like four subjects we can kind of talk about. It's kind of fun. Um, the first one, I think it came out, Bob Nightingale reported it, that the expected, I know, and I know you said Bob Nightingale. I say Bob Nightingale, and you're like, hey, is it really true? Um, but I kind of I didn't say that. No, I, well, I know what you think. I know how you think. So, um, we both the, poss- the two possible landing spots for expansion teams, because um, it's been talked about for a while, is obviously Nashville. I think Nashville for sure is going to get one, and yes. Montreal. Yeah, those um, are the two, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think the, those are going to happen. Let's just kind of say that those two are already in. Who's the next expansion team that you want to see? Like, where would you put it? I only want 32 teams. Um, so I would, I would just like those two. But I think the other way to ask this question is, if you were Tampa Bay, where do you go? Is that, is that work? Tampa Bay, where do you go? Does that work? Because yeah. it sounds like Oakland's going to stay put. It sounds like they're um, getting a deal to stay in Oakland with a nice new stadium. So if you're Tampa Bay, where would you go since Nashville and Montreal are going to make 32 teams? And the MLB has said you cannot be half in – Canada and half in Tampa Bay or whatever that, that that's actually a hell of an idea though like that's you got to kind of tip the cap to him on thinking for that like you're like well I don't know but I feel like you wouldn't have true fans because you would just have guys who are like uh, I'll go to the game because I I like baseball but I'm not like going to be a huge Rays fan because I only get to see half their games what if I make the playoffs am I gonna have to play one round in Tampa Bay and one round in yeah in where did, where did Canada that would be terrible. I would I would hate to be a fan of that. 100%. Um, but for me, if if I uh, seeing the Raiders and it it doesn't look like it's been a success, I would not go to Vegas. I think it would be fun to put a team over there. Um, I think they deserve it. Yes, but you just see. I think the Raiders have had six issues this year when it comes to that's fair uh, DUIs when it comes to fight videos like all these things it's like okay um I, I know baseball players are hopefully smarter than that where they would just buy an uber but you know you don't want to put them in a situation to fail you want to put them in a situation to succeed so and i mean actually uh, and and that's a actually a really good point too because there was a time like when the vegas golden knights were there where i mean i don't know if you ever yeah, saw that yeah. but like the night the the uh, Vegas was so good at home because the team mm-hmm. would go to out see and other teams. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what team. That's what people were thinking was going to happen with the Raiders, but you know, the the teams are flying in Saturday night or Sunday morning to try and combat that. But, um, yeah. yeah. So for for me, I, I've always thought it would be really cool for for someone to go to a Carolina, uh, like Charlotte would be really really fun. Um, I would even be Portland. Russell Wilson's on that train. Actually, there's a whole website if you look up Portland baseball. I think I've showed you that before. Yeah, yeah, he's on everything Portland. He wants he wants everyone to move there, which is going to be really funny because he's kind of asking for a trade. So, what happens if Russell Wilson ends up in Denver or in New York? Like, is he still going to be on that? Everyone needs an expansion team in Portland. I don't know. That's going to be really really funny. But for me. I, I think it would just be really cool to have a team in, in Charlotte. I think there's it's a nice area. North Carolina, South Carolina, both of them are, are super, super nice areas. Um, I think that you could build kind of a, a, a retractable roof type of thing and, and have pretty nice weather most of the year. Um, and, and I think you could get some, some big fans out there because there's not really 
What's the closest team to them? Atlanta? Uh, Flor- yeah, Atlanta. Florida, maybe uh, Maybe Washington. Washington? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, you could really capitalize on a market right there where, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, those two teams, those two states, excuse me, could be um, – could be really invested in baseball out there. I mean, you get, you look at Duke and North Carolina basketball, those guys are nuts when it comes to that stuff. You know, um, it's been incredible to watch them pack the pack both those uh, arenas just to watch a college basketball game. And college basketball is awesome. But, you know, you put a, you put a big league team that's a playoff team out there, that place can be sold out a lot. Yeah. New Orleans might be another spot. Just to, be that'd be cool. I mean, I don't know what what it looks like out, out sketchy there. with the weather. You never yeah, yeah, that was the first hurricane. thing came to was was the weather. Um there aren't too many teams. I mean, unless you want to expand up into Canada and go like I'm thinking like hockey teams, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Calgary, like I, I don't know. I honestly I'm not sure. I don't about think they're that. gonna be as excited about baseball yeah. as they are hockey. Hockey's like their sport. Yeah. I mean you could go down into the Dominican if you want, but that travel go to Mexico. It's kind of issues you know. too. Yeah, travel. Like I don't know what the travel looks like going down there. So I, I don't think there are too many after Nashville and Montreal that I I would be like, Yes, you need to expand there. Vegas maybe, but I mean after issue like you hear about stuff with the night not with the knights, but like hockey and like going out and partying and you know those records being weird and then uh, the Raiders being out there so I, I mean well, it would be cool like I think that Vegas deserves it 100% just because they've I feel like they've been excluded because of all like the gambling rules there for so long I feel like they deserve it but at the same time it's like Vegas the, the Raiders haven't been a very good example teams going in to play the Knights haven't been a very good example so it just kind of like I think Portland would if, you know, not for political reasons, you know, I feel like that would be a kind of a rough spot out there too. Um, Another thing to think about with Vegas, teams are staying three to four days in Vegas. Yeah, that gets tough. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like you're, you know, football, a it's a, t- oh my gosh. Starting, starting pitcher that doesn't start. <laughs> yeah, like either you're starting game one on Monday and you're not leaving till Thursday. So you pitch Monday and then you just go and, go and out. Get, yeah, you're just gone yeah. until I like, do feel oh, like Nashville. Feel like, I feel like Nashville might be that way too. I mean, Nashville's, I've, I mean, I haven't been to Nashville, but everything I've heard, it's like uh, they, people come back and tell me it's like, it's that's new Vegas, you know, like Nashville's the new Vegas. Mm. So that kind I've been of there a couple times. It's not as, it's not, it's not bad. bad. Okay. No, no. It's more like a New York where it's like, there are things to do if you want to go out and do them, but it's not like you go there for the nightlife. You go Vegas, there for, yeah. yeah, you go there for the nice area. You go there for the, the cheap houses. You go there for the music, things like that. Where kind of New York, similar stuff, but I don't, Vegas, I, you're going there to party hundred percent. I also don't feel like the East coast needs two more teams though. I, I would love to see it out West more. Like, I don't know what like Boise would be cool, but I don't think like there'd be a following here, unfortunately in Boise. Um, the Homer away. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's tough. And what would you call Boise team? The potatoes? Broncos. Broncos, Boise. No, that's okay. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Boise I would love State? To, yeah, Boise State. I'd love to, I'd love to see more teams out in, in the West, but I don't know where you'd put them. You know, that's that's the tough part for me. So, Oregon, yeah, that's a tough yeah, one too. Portland, that's tough. Northern Arizona, uh, Northern, um, you know, Northern California. I know there's 
How many teams? Another Arizona team, I guess. New Mexico. No, no, no. That's New New Mexico is one of the worst. um, What's it called? Uh, They they have a lot of uh, violence and uh, arrest and stuff there. It's depending on where you're at in New Mexico, but they they do have some issues there, and you know you don't really want to be doing that to players either. You go southern Southern Arizona as well, maybe. I don't know. Like again, I'd love to see more teams out in the West. So you got to think of a place where everyone would like, where a player would like to go, because that's a big thing too. Like if I'm an owner and I want, like Nashville's a, a, a city where people want to be in. So like if I'm an owner and I'm trying to get players to my team, where's an area where people are going to want to be in, but also like there are going to be fans around them that are going to be excited for them. Utah, Salt Lake. That's the clue. That's like a big, that's a big city. That's the biggest city you can think of like out West. That's not Cal like anywhere in California. Cause you have enough teams in California. Uh, the not Vegas, not Portland, not Washington. You can't probably put a team in Montana. Idaho probably doesn't want it. Um, can't already have a team in Arizona, New Mexico. Already have a team in uh, Colorado, Wyoming, um, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma City, you know, like you yeah, go out Oklahoma west Oklahoma City is the next one, I guess. Yeah, that gets tough. I, I, I don't know. I'd love to see teams out west, but I just don't think there's enough out here, unfortunately. Um, there's too much going on out here anyway, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's get on to uh, actual Angels news, I guess, is what you can call this. I don't know if it's news or not, but um, Rod Crew, did you see the Rod Crew quote? I did. Interesting. That he he is a fan of both teams? Yeah, that he is a fan of both teams. We can start off with that. Um, Somebody asked him, um, how do you, do you equally, let's see, do you equally divide your allegiance between the Angels and Twins? That was the question asked to Rod (laughs) Crew, and I don't know why he replied to this. I don't know how he, like, I don't know what he was doing that he was like, okay, I need to reply to this and do this. But he said, I love Angels fans as much as Twins fans. That's fair. Like, yep. I don't know if Rod Crew can really, you know, you know, pick a pick an alliance. Like he went in the Hall of Fame as a twin, but he was with the Angels for eight years as well. Like I think it's pretty split. And he also mentions that he he lives in California. He grew up in Minnesota, of course. Um, but he then goes on to say, the only difference is Angels leadership doesn't want me involved with their club, and the Twins do. That's. That's saying a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I think part of it too, though, has got to be the the image of who we went into the Hall of Fame with. At, at that time, he got to pick. There was still that time where he was allowed to pick what what cap he wanted to wear. I think that only gets picked now. No, no, they changed that rule um, not too long ago because I think teams were wanting certain guys to go in Hall of Fame as their you know, wearing their cap. And so they were kicking them an extra couple bucks or, you know, like really trying to get them to wear that their team's hat. So they had another person in the hall of fame. Um, so now the hall of fame decides what team they should be, what cap they should be wearing. I believe you can, you should double check me on that, but I believe that was a story that came out probably 10 years ago. Um, because I know that was something that, that got talked about with like Vlad and people like that, where it's like, Vlad probably would have gone in as an angel like you know that's probably who it's, he would have chosen it's still a question like he had his good like he he had his accolades in in anaheim but i mean you look at what he did in in montreal and start his career there 
you know, he was really freaking good with Montreal. So I don't know, you know, as long as he didn't go in with any of the teams after I'm yeah, okay yeah. with him not picking. Them, oh yeah. You know? No, absolutely. And I know that was one of the names that got brought up if, if I remember correctly, but um, so I think that's going to be a little bit of an issue where it's like, huh, you know, he chose Minnesota. Like that's where he, that's where he's from, you know, whatever, like that's, that's the team he feels closest to. And as an owner, I can understand like, how do you market a guy and ask a guy to come in and be like the face of your retired franchise? If you went into the hall of fame as a twin and I have no, no problems with that. He he can do whatever he wants. Um, Unbelievable. Um, He, he he can do whatever he wants, but. um, You're good. You can answer the phone if you need to. No, no, no. I just need to tell it to stop (laughs) a ringing. Stupid phone. Um, but no, I have no problem with what team he went in with, you know, like that's completely his decision at the time. So, but as an owner and as a guy who's trying to market my team and, and things like that, like do I market Rod Carew who went in as a twin and he chose the twins over the angels or, or do I market maybe a guy who was on the 2002 team? Maybe they are not a hall of famer, but like, Troy Gloss or, or Tim Salmon or Garrett I mean, Anderson. Where it's it's like, not even like the Angels are doing that, though. That's the thing. Oh, no, not when, at all. Like Garrett Anderson's around. I give him that. Garrett Anderson's around. Salmon's around. Salmon's around. You know, but like you look at other guys. Erstad, like, Gloss. Like those guys. Erstad, need... like, Erstad doesn't want to be around, it seems like. I, I'm not saying that he doesn't want to be around, but like. Erstad, no, I think he wants to be around. I, I mean, sure he, he, want, he, want a, he want a manager job with the Dodgers at one point. So he yeah. wanted to be around the, the big leagues again. Gloss, uh, Percival, you know, like mm-hmm. even like, I don't know, like why, why Vlad? Though Vlad, Vlad does stuff down in the Dominican. I'll say that. I take Vlad back. I, I, I know Vlad's down in the Dominican a lot working with the DSL guys. So take it back. Like if, if there's somebody that the Angels are doing a good job with, Vladdy. Vladdy does a fantastic job. So I'm not going to. You know, he's down there in Dominican and he's basically, which, I mean, he's the president of Dominican. He is, he is the man down there. So, um, but, which but makes yeah. my question even more appealing with the Vlad Jr. thing. But anyway, we'll figure that out for you eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, there, I think Artie almost wants to distance himself from the old regime. You know, like he wants to say, like, hey, this is who has been successful with me. And, you know, I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that, he, he has every right to say, you know, these are the guys I signed. These are the guys who have been really good angels with me in charge. And these are the guys that we want to throw to the community as guys that have been, you know, really good angels in my tenure. And, and it's just really hard when you're like, okay, like, do I bring a guy back from the old regime? And, you know. Why isn't Weaver come back? You know, that's a good that's, question. That's I, I, I don't know. I, I, can't answer, I can't answer that one. I, I think – I don't know. I, I get, I get, I get your side though. I do. I totally understand it. You know, he's in the hall of fame as a twin. Um, I feel like Rod Cruz around a lot, but he's also, I mean, you think about it. He, he lives in California. Like why isn't he, he why isn't he around very much? And I understand that he's in as a twin, but I mean, if you can get that, if you can get somebody like that around your, your ball club as much as you can, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Like I would bring back so many guys, you know, like that winning atmosphere. We talked about that before, like guys that know how to win. You know, 100%. I think that's that's something that's been missing. Like, why why are you not bringing in a bunch of guys from the 2002 team anymore? <laughs> like, that team won it. You know, they, they Especially won Especially with Madden back. Madden? Like, I, that's that's my thing. Uh, that, that At the end of the day, that's that's where I stand. It's like, why are you not trying to bring back winners, you know? 
Why, why is a hall of famer not welcome in a sense? You know, why is leadership not welcome a hall of famer? I, and I don't care what, who he went in as it totally makes sense. By the way, that argument hundred percent makes sense. And I, I agree. But like, if I'm the owner, it's like, Rod, yeah, you want to come, you want to come and, you know, hang out, be the face, you know, hundred percent. Just, just remember though, that you are in the hall of fame as a twin, you know, like yep. that's, that's yep. where I lie. So I, I'm, I, he's also in the hall of angels hall of fame. So there's that as well. And I, do they have, is 29 retired as well? No, no, I don't okay. think so. I don't, I don't, don't quote me on that. I'm not hundred percent. I'm but... trying to think of who, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 29 might be retired. That's going to bother me too for a little while. So I don't know, but yeah, no, at, at the end of the day, like, why are you not trying to bring in a winning atmosphere? Like I get wanting to bring in all these guys that have, you know, the technology background and such like that. And there's a place for that, but there's also a place for, you know, bringing that winning atmosphere. Like <laughs> I think that baseball is a huge part of that. Like you need that kind of vibe going into it where you need that winning atmosphere. So I don't know. That's where I lie on that. I totally understand your that side of the argument as well. I just thought it was really weird for him to take, not weird, but I, I thought, you know, it was interesting that he take, took a shot at angels leadership like that. Um, Artie, let's just say he's, I mean, I'd have to assume he's taking a shot at Artie right there. Um, yeah, probably. Pretty much. So I, I just thought it was interesting. Something that we needed to bring up here on this podcast. It wouldn't really, you know, be an Angels podcast without it. So very interesting. I thought a lot of Angels fans were upset. I think, I feel, I, after, you know, talking about this, it definitely feels like he may have worded it wrong. I don't want to speak for him. I don't, I, you know, it is what it is, but we'll see. We'll see how this plays out with him. I, I don't know. You know, we might not see him around the stadium ever anymore now. So we'll see. I don't know. Like I said, we'll see. We'll see. Your argument makes 100% sense too. So let's go down to our last subject of business. Business of subject? Subject of business. Subject. Let's get on to our last subject. I don't know what I'm talking about. And you brought this question up beforehand. You know, we are card collectors and we can bring this into the real world. We don't have, it's not card based, but I think I've done a very good job of explaining prospects to you. I think that you have very good knowledge of this, your five prospects. And I know all the five prospects that you're going to pick. Um, but let's just give, give me, give me one here. Who is one angels prospect you would buy stock in on to be fair. There's only a couple that, that are that good. I think we as angel fans kind of make our system out to be a lot better than it is right now. And, you know, it shows by the way that, we haven't developed as well as people thought we should have, and we really get ranked low in the uh, prospect rankings every year. So I only need to know the top 10, really, and your top 10 is the only one that I really need to know. So that's why. Um, for me, if I were to buy stock in a player, so you know my favorite favorite prospect by far is Jordan Adams. I, I absolutely love Jordan Adams. But if I'm, I'm going to buy stock. low on him right now. I know you can, um, but if I'm going to buy stock in a player, I'm going to buy stock in Kyron Paris, just because the Angels don't have a long-term solution at shortstop right now. This could obviously change with after the lockout if the Angels go out and sign Trevor Story or Carlos Correa to a long-term deal, or they go trade for a, a young shortstop like uh, Alberto Mondesi Jr. or something like that, right? Um, but as of this second, I would buy stock into Kyron Paris, thinking that he's going to play maybe a week in high A, go ahead and maybe, maybe a month, month in high A, play well there, go to double A, um, 
And if he plays well there, he could end the year in AAA, which means 2023 could be a year for him to be the everyday shortstop. Or he could even end up in the big leagues in, you know, June of, of 2023. Is that yeah, I'm, math just doing, I'm just doing the math. Like I usually, I was going to say, is the math correct? Yeah. No, I mean, you, you, you put Paris probably going to start in. I, I would be shocked if he didn't, if he started in anywhere, but tri city, he won't start anywhere below that for sure. I, I highly yeah, yeah. doubt that. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he started in uh, rocket city. That I wouldn't surprise me at okay. all, which would definitely okay. kick it up. But he, yeah, also hasn't played, he hasn't played very much. But I also think, though, he would have gotten promoted a lot earlier last year um, if he didn't get yeah. hurt. If he didn't get yeah. hurt, he would have been in, he would have been up to Tri City. So it would he he's going to find his way unless something weird happens. Unless he gets traded, he'll find his way to Double A this year. Um, so putting a twenty twenty three stamp on him makes sense, especially if he goes to Salt Lake in twenty twenty three and just absolutely rakes like a lot of players he's supposed to. Know. Yeah and plays good defense and, and runs and like just becomes a dude there. Um, I, I think that I can see 2023 for sure. And that I like that. Um, I worry, I worry about of course. buying any stock in position players for the angels. Of course. When's the last of time? Course. Like, that's just me, you know, like, and I was told that over, you know, probably about three, about a month ago, somebody told me that like, when was the last time the angels have produced a legitimate, you know, position player and i mean offensive threat offensive threat a dude dude. yeah because because everyone's going to say david fletcher everyone's going to say david fletcher when you ask that question the angels have david fletcher's kyron paris for all like right for all intents and purposes kyron paris is david fletcher like we don't like i I, he could hit for better power he could he could have more extra base hits like he could be a lot better version of david fletcher but i'm just saying that when you ask that question everyone is going to point towards david fletcher being that guy you can say Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh is fine. Like, and I would agree with you, Jared Walsh, 100%. He's a 39th rounder. Like, I didn't even rank him. Like, nobody ranked him. I've talked to scouts that didn't even, that said, like, I didn't have Jared Walsh, like, on my radar. Like, when I would go and when I would go to, when we would go to games, like, we would not even look at Jared Walsh. And, like, that was it for me, too. Like, I, I thought the same thing. Like, when I would go out to Inland Empire, it was like, oh, Jared Walsh is, like, kind of cool. Like, he's, hitting well type of thing, but like, he's old, he's not going to do anything. Like he's a college kid, 39th rounder. Like, you know, why, why would you put any stock in him? So like scouts were the same way. And like I, like I said, I talked to, I've talked to many of scouts that have said that. And I've talked to many of uh, writers that are like, Jared Walsh is just a, uh, not, not a fluke, but Jared Walsh is just, you know, a different story. So yeah. Jared Walsh. Late bloomer like, thing. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's really them developing him or just actually waiting long enough where he, he just, saw enough pitching and got better. Yeah. I know um, they had to have done something because like you, I, the big thing, the biggest thing I think for, for Jared Walsh was the, the swing change that he yeah. made. That was huge. Like was. I was one of the first people to pick up on that. Like you, I had a before and after, and that was the biggest thing. So whoever did that, Sean Wooten, um, Jeremy Reed, whoever that was, uh, the AAA hitting coach at the time, I forgot. I, that might've been Jeremy Reed down there, actually. Whoever that was that worked with him, that is, you know, a hundred percent like congratulate like that is Jared Walsh's biggest thing was making that adjustment that he made. Um, but the last position player that they've produced, like, okay, Joe Adele, but he hasn't done anything at major league level yet. Brandon Marsh, he hasn't done anything at the major league level yet. You know, like these guys have been really damn good. Like they're top prospects. Jer- Joe Adele was a top 30 pro- top five prospect in baseball. Hasn't done much yet. You know, like, and I, I, Fully trust what those guys can do. I know that. Like, those two guys, I watched almost every single one of their games in the minor leagues. You know, like, I, I know that what those guys are. I know what they can be. They haven't done anything at the major league le- level yet, and that 
doesn't worry me by any means. They're young. They're still getting their feet under them. And I, I believe that they are going to be damn good baseball players at the end of the day. Um, but for me, like I, it's hard for me to buy stock in, in position players. Like if, it, if the angels had produced any position players over recently, you know, like legitimate, like guys. Besides Mike Trout. Besides Mike Trout's Mike the last Trout. one. Yeah, Which besides Mike Trout, Jared Walsh. I mean, David Fletcher has come up. But, like, those are the last guys, really, that they've produced. Like, Errol Vera would be my number one prospect. I love Errol Vera. Like, he is so advanced. Like, everything – like, I was able to – I think I saw 15 games from him at the, at high at low A. And it was like, this kid's how old? Like, he's uh, – he looks like he's yeah. the oldest kid out here. And this is unbelievable. Errol Vera is my – my guy that I would buy. Like I've been trying yeah, I've been buying yeah, stock yeah. on him for a while. Like it's been my guy. Of course. Um, I love Errol Fair. Um, I, I really do. I think he's going to be a dude if the angels can produce him, you know, like uh, I'm hoping that they can pitching wise. I, I don't know if I should give this name away. I'm not going to Davis Daniel. I'm not going to give the name away that I'm going to put out there. You guys can see it in my top 30 prospect list, top 50 prospect list, whatever I put out there because he's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's Davis Daniel like, what this kid could be so i'm i'm excited but davis daniels the guy that i would i would continue to buy stock in i know a lot of teams like him and i know that the angels have produced pitching lately in a it's sense. not sam bachman sam bachman oh i i can say sam bachman yeah i'll say sam bachman like it just worries me like what is sam bachman the really really damn good reliever we're gonna go back and forth on this and it's i'm gonna continue to go back we, and forth on this every we are not gonna him. go back and forth Every, we are not going back and forth on this. Every, every single you are going to go back and forth on this. I'm going to say the same thing. There's going to be one day where it's like, dude, this guy could be a legitimate starter, you know? And then there's the next day where it's like, this guy's going to be a legit reliever. Like, at the end of the day, what is Sam Bachman? I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't think anybody knows yet. That's the thing that bothers me the most. Like, if Sam Bachman goes out there and does his pinpoint control and has the disgusting slider and is hitting triple digits and – and he also has a, a changeup. Like that makes him a starter. That makes him a legitimate starter. Like I can put a six. I'll put a sixty grade on it. Right now he's a fifty grade for me because we don't know what he is. The injuries worry me a little bit. Like that a little bit of an injury scare. Um, but like, could he be Corbin Burns? Could he be Brandon Woodruff? Hundred percent, thousand percent. I I totally believe it. Like the stuff is there. And I know you gave me that look, but the stuff is there to do those guys. Could he be a legit? Like could he, could he be the closure of the future too? Hundred percent. Like he could be. It could. It, you could. You could go. I, I don't know who it would be like, but Sam Bachman or Isaiah Iglesias are going to be like back at one point, possibly too. C Rod. Like the Angels. Like look at that. C Rod Bachman Iglesias seven eight nine. Seven eight nine. Like that's shades of like legitimate. You know. Brendan Donnelly, K Rod um, Percival. Yeah, that's that's what that has shades of. Uh, Shields. Donald, oh, yeah, Scotty like, Shields. Yeah, 100%. That's what they have shades of. Like, that's that good. Like, and, and like, if you want to even put comps on it too, like Sam Bachman's Brennan Donnelly, um, like a long term, like a better K Rod and C Rod. K Rod. Well, I was going to say Scott Shields because that two seam, but yes, no, I mean, we've, give the, we've given the Rodriguez comp mm-hmm. too. Like, that's a very similar. K Rod, C Rod. Iglesias. I would say Iglesias. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I'm in agreement. Like, but it comes down to that third pitch for Bachman. Like, his fastball slider is enough, a hundred percent enough to be very good at, at the major league level as a reliever. But if that changeup comes along, like I would slap, he would be the number one prospect in the angels organization organization. He'd be, and he'd be a top 100 prospect, probably a top 50 prospect in all of baseball. It just depends on where that changeup is at, at the end of the day. So yeah, if I'm buying stock in him, that's cool with me. Like I'll buy stock. I'll buy stock in, in that Edgar Kiro, Kiro. Like yeah, if, yeah. I, I suck it. 
you know, that type of thing, that's yep. uh, the name calling. But Edgar Kiro is another name where it's like, wow, this guy's going to be, this guy could be special too, but the Angels haven't produced offensively. You know, this, that's the thing that worries me. And they also just lost Jose Molina, who was big with the Latin kids. That worries me a lot, doing the Latin, Latin catchers, because I, I think that that's a big piece. I think Jose Molina is a big piece that they lost out on Latin-wise. So Here's my last thing about Bachman and why I think he's a reliever. You are going to continue to change your mind on this every single minute of every single day. I I swear, you guys, we talk about Bachman every day, and he has a different answer every day. He's like, oh, back in. You can ask Taylor Blake Ward, too. Like, we – constantly debate it too it's like is he a reliever is he a starter like you can actually that's probably one of the, like the biggest questions prospect wise in all of baseball you know like there aren't very many prospect questions like of what guys are but like sam bachman becomes a top 50 prospect if he's a starter you know like he's in the reed detmers territory you can you, actually he's probably above reed detmers you can probably gra- slap a 60 grade on him because the stuff is that good but if he doesn't have that third like it, it's one of the biggest questions in baseball prospect wise 100 percent the reason why I stick to my reliever um, prediction on him is because the angels know they need pitching. So they are going to, they're going to bring him along quicker than they would anyone else. Um, So that's why I think he's going to be a reliever. You're going to see him with a 101 mile an hour fastball. You're going to see him with the the 90 mile an hour slider. He's going to be ridiculously filthy. And he pinpoints um, it too. He's got good command. Yeah. So they're they're going to be like, oh, this is special. Oh, this is special. And they're going to continue to push him. He's going to – we're going to look up in August. The dude's going to be in AAA. And it's going to be like, oh, do we call this guy up? Like, if we have a shot to make the playoffs, do we have, do we call this guy up? And don't count, him out as, don't count him out as that C-Rod thing last year either. You know, like – Where everybody is like, C-Rod is not as – C-Rod's not going to be in the bullpen. It's like – C-Rod makes this bullpen a hell of a lot better than we saw at the beginning of the season, you know, like what C-Rod could be. So, and that would put him in the bullpen right away. And they're just going, he's going to be so good that they're not going to worry about, Oh, Hey, let's really work on getting that change up so we can put you in the rotation. Like if you're one of the best relievers in baseball, like Josh Hader was one of the top prospects in baseball as a starter. What did the Dodgers do? Very good. They have a plethora of starters. So they put those guys, Dustin May. Dustin May yeah. was a perfect example. Julio Gosselin, Gosselin yeah. like 100%. Like, I'm not saying that the Angels have that that depth of the rotation. No. By any means, by any means. But, like, if Sam Bachman can be good and produce the major league level and you have, like, those starters and he can, can still continue to produce, you know, like, he's still – you don't – Nate, do you, you, you don't lose, like, pitching five innings out of nowhere. Like, relievers can still go out there and throw 75 pitches, you know, like – I have no doubt for the next Josh Hader. That's what, that's what Sam Bachman is. He was the guy who was a big piece in the Carlos, uh, Carlos Gomez trade from uh, Houston. Yeah. Houston, Milwaukee made a trade, uh, huge piece in that deal. And he was a big, big uh, starting pitching prospect and they brought him in and they were like, okay, you know, fastball slider change up. Isn't quite there. They brought him in, used him out of the pen he started going two innings a night and just being absolutely ridiculous. And it was like, hey, what, why would we why would we mess with this guy? He's the best reliever in baseball. Well, if he's have, 20, 24 I mean, years old. He's the best Sam reliever Bachman, in baseball. Sam Bachman, yeah. Josh Hader, like, uh, you know, you're weighing – If that's off. what happens, I'm not uh, – you're not upset if that's what happens. I'm not saying you're upset. I'm just saying that that is why he is a reliever in my eyes and he will not be a starter in my eyes until the Angels – 
use him cautiously. Yeah, I, I, I think you got to – but if they're going to be aggressive where he goes out there and he goes five shutty in his first single A start and they go, oh, go to double A. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, 30 innings pitched in double A in, in five starts or something like that. And he's got an ERA under two and they're like, yeah, we can use this – Putting we, up we could use this, yeah, it's, it's like, oh, we could use this out of the pen right now. So uh, you're going to come up. Like, that's what's going to happen in, in my eyes. I could, do, I could be totally wrong, but that's just what I see happening because he, he does have special stuff, but I don't know if he's got that changeup in a good enough spot to be a three-pitch mix. And I'm a big believer in starters need to have a three-pitch mix. 100%. I do too, at the end of the day, I think starters do. Um, but, I mean, you look at it down the road, like, if the Angels are in it come July, why not? Like, and Detmers isn't in the rotation. Detmers and Bachman coming out of the pen is scary. Like, you just let Detmers go out and throw two innings. You let Bachman go out and throw two innings. Like, Detmers with a four-pitch mix. If they pitch him correctly, like, and don't throw that curveball all the time. Like, I know everybody loves that curveball and falls in love with it, but it's not his best pitch. Throw the slider. Throw the changeup. Throw the slider. Throw, throw it all. You have all four pitches. Throw all of them. Um, you know, get ahead with the fastball, let that fastball work, let pinpoint your control. Like I'm not worried about Reed Demers at all. Like what we saw out of him is exactly what we, what I expected, exactly what a lot of people expected. Can you know, I say one gone last thing about Demers? I'm, I'm just going to say one last thing about Demers. Yeah. Cause you compare him to Clayton Kershaw and I, very loosely. Young, I know that's young me. Clayton Kershaw. I, I, I'm saying very loosely, yeah. but if you look at Clayton Kershaw, when he just got called up, he was a fast Baseball curveball guy. He makes the changeup, which was nice. What turned him into the best pitcher in baseball? He Just added the slider. Cutter, he slider. added the slider, yep. right? Detmers has the slider. He just doesn't use it. But if he's able to figure out, hey, I got to throw. I can throw this. Oh, I can throw the curveball. Oh, I can backdoor the slider. Oh, two. Like, figure out that he can use all four pitches. Mm-hmm. He he might not turn into Clayton Kershaw, but he's going to turn into a really really good top end of the rotation piece. Very, so very if you're buying. If you're buying stock in pitchers, you know, Detmers is fine. I'm fine with Bachman, even though he's a reliever, you know. But for me personally, I'm buying stock in Kyron Paris just because I think Kyron Paris could be the angel shortstop of the future come 2023. That's fine. Productive talk here on the prospect level. I, I, I'm i glad that you are learning prospects from me. Good job. And you have hey, your own opinion. I, I listen. I pay attention. It's my turn to figure things out, right? Exactly, exactly. So – Nate, any final thoughts for that before we let everybody go? Hopefully, no. hopefully when we get a, um, come back on on Wednesday, we have good news, better news. I don't think we're going to see anything resolved on Monday today as you guys are listening to this. I don't think baseball-wise we're going to see anything resolved, but hopefully we have progress. That's, that's what I think everybody can hope for is progress, and we don't have just you know a backwards meeting that goes on today. So hoping for progress to happen today with the, uh, with the Angels or not with the Angels, with Major League Baseball. Um, however. We we'll are and we aren't. We are and we aren't. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see. So, guys, thanks so much for listening here at Talking Halos, making us the best Angels podcast out there. I truly do believe it. Um, if you could follow us wherever you are listening to it, subscribe wherever you're listening to it as well. I guess that's the correct term for it. Subscribe. If you're watching us, subscribe on YouTube as well. I'm having an absolute blast looking at myself the entire time. Makes life a lot know, easier. It's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it makes it more fun for you and I because we can see that you give me that look like you're an idiot. And it just makes I it usually easier. do give you that look, but you know. <laughs> but now everyone can see it. Now yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Uh, again, guys, thanks so much for listening here. Uh, if you want to hop on, we can do a little talking fans. I'm more than happy to, to bring on any guests that want to come on. I, I'd love to talk with you guys. You know, you can shoot us a message wherever you um, on any of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter and Instagram. If you guys are, uh, if you're listening, I'll reply to you on those. Uh, you can shoot me a message at Jared underscore Tim's. You can shoot Nate a message at Nate Green 34, both those on Twitter. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.